0: Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees Podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Jo Milmine and this is episode 67, Mo Mohair. welcome to the show. How are you? I hope you're well since last time I spoke to you. Today is Tuesday the 20th of October. I'm recording from a slightly different location to my usual studio for a bit of a change and you may find the audio as a result sounds a little bit different to normal. However, the banter will still be at quite the same if not slightly higher level And we'll have plenty of yarn and enabling for you during this episode. Things for the move are progressing nicely. I'll be moving house in a couple of weeks. And I have a few podcast episodes already lined up ready to cover the gap. Whilst I'm off supervising young gentlemen with big arms. Carrying uh, boxes. There might be some girls but I've never had. I've moved house a lot. I've never had a lady removals. Lady, not saying girls can't carry stuff, because obviously they can, but normally I get gruff gruff Yorkshire, not Yorkshireman, gruff Scotsman. I'm quite looking forward uh, to getting all of that packed up and sent off down the road. We're going to have quite a lot of sort of freezer surprise dinners, I think, between now and then. It's sort of like an extended day before shopping day in our house at the moment, and lots of random concoctions are being made with the contents of the freezer as a result of this. So, if any of them turn out to be quite nice, I might write them up for the blog. Could be quite funny. It's nothing quite like a bit of a freezer surprise to really get the creative cooking juices flowing, if you will. And, and you know, he knew. He knew you could make tuna coma, for instance. You do now. So, as I said, the build-up, really, and organisation for the move is pretty much complete now. And it's just a case of waiting. I hate waiting to move. It's really frustrating. I hate waiting for anything, to be honest. So I'm mostly taking my mind off things by indulging in a little festive research. I'm gonna stop apologising now. I don't count I'm, I'm totally excited by the thought of Christmas. Need to take the edge off. Need to take the edge off. So the next two weeks, I'm gonna plan and pretty much much execute all of the plan for Christmas, such that all I need to do once it comes round is just sit there, drink mulled wine. Eat some uh, charcuterie and nuts and just get a little bit fat, really. Um, That's my plan. And knit a lot. And I think as a result of that, there's going to be some indulging coming uh, over the next month or two. Definitely. I think it's in order. So, what have you been up to? Has there been much knitting going on? Where you are? Any planning for Christmas knitting? Any beaded knitting, indeed? I have a fantastic interview coming for you on the 10th of November. I interviewed lovely Bev of Boon Knits the other day, who was an absolute delight. Really, really interesting interview that will be coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm going to be editing that this week. It looks as though the bead along is going to go ahead. So, I'm going to pick a couple of patterns. There'll be, you? will be one of them because it's been requested by one of the listeners, and a lot of people already have that. It's a pattern by Claire Devine. Very easy, straightforward shawl pattern with beads on the end. There is a boo knit pattern going to be in there, and one other I'm currently in discussions about. So, if you're up for a bit of beaded knitting action, then it's going to be happening, certainly. In other news, knit Now 53, have you got it? if not you should I'm in it uh, the podcast has got a little column in Knit Now 53 and it also that is the festive issue so that's not really helped with the non-festivising of proceedings Ideal Homes Ideal Christmas is just a guilty pleasure but once the Knitmas dropped out the back of the Knit Now magazine it was kind of uh, game over really <laughs> but yes the podcast has been featured in there and go along and check it out if uh, if you're a Knit Now listener and if not a Knit Now reader even if not, give them a shout, you know, have a look at it, see what you think. Also, it's a sad day. It's a sad day. Nobody's died, but not far off. For those of you who don't know, and um, it's only been quite recently, like today announced, the iMake podcast is going to be finishing. It has finished. Episode 87 was the last ever episode of the iMake podcast. Well, she didn't say ever, but she was signing off. For those of you who don't listen to it, Martine is the host and she podcasts out of Guernsey. She's been podcasting for five years now. And she was the first ever person, first ever podcast that I ever listened to. And that was way back in, must have been late 2010. 2010 and I was preparing crafty Christmas presents. This was pre-HBM, that's how long ago this was. And I wanted a podcast to listen to while I was making Christmas presents because I had time to make Christmas presents back then. And she was on around episode seven from memory. I'm sure episode seven was the first one that I ever listened to. Martinez, is one of the main reasons, if not the main reason that I started podcasting and certainly enabled me in a big way in terms of learning the tech and having the confidence slash bullying me into actually starting to podcast and put the nitty love out there so strange strangely odd strange and odd kind of are the same thing but an odd feeling that that's that's it although there are 87 back episodes for you to enjoy so I would like to say if you haven't listen to her already go listen to her back catalogue she talks about all kinds of things and you know she really has put a lot of effort and work into the podcast up to now and she's going off to do lovely new exciting things which I can't wait to kind of follow along with and also to her personally thank you very much for enabling the podcast and without her none of us would be here listening or talking to this podcast right now. So thank you, Martine. And if you enjoy this podcast and you want to say say thank you to her, use the hashtag thank you, Martine. And uh, let's show her some of the nitty love for all of the time and effort she's put into the podcast over the last five years. I will be very sad to see it go, but I'm very excited for what will come. So I think on that mildly sad, nostalgic note, we will go on to Enabler's Corner so this week in Enablers Corner I have something for those of you who like the colour grey that's right I have Little Grey Girl for you and Little Grey Girl is run by Gemma and she is a bit into grey you might have guessed by the title she's just launched Little Grey Girl which is a online shop that specialises in kind of quite sophisticated and classy and generally grey based uh, knitting bags and notions. So if you've enjoyed my podcast Knitting Stitch Markers that you've probably seen floating around on Instagram on all of my projects, that's where they came from. They were made for me by Gemma at Little Grey Girl and you can actually get the Knitting uh, the uh, Microphone Podcast uh, Stitch Markers now on Etsy. She has a website over at at the Little Grey Girl and I will put a link to that in the show notes so you can go straight there. And she's going to be, as well as doing snag-free stitch markers, and I absolutely love my microphone stitch markers, I don't usually use the novelty ones because I don't want anything to snag or, you know, get pulled by sharp kind of fancy looking bits but ultimately not useful bits. And that is, can be the case especially if you have the little kind of key ring type. Um, stitch markers, it can sometimes catch on your yarn, which when it's expensive yarn isn't always what you want and I was initially a little bit sceptical but uh, the the podcast microphone stitch markers came and actually there is no keyring on the top, it's a proper hoop and it's been soldered shut so it is completely snag free and really easy to use and really nice to use, it slides really easily From one needle to the other while you're working. I'm very impressed with mine. I like them a lot. And the project bags appear to be very popular. Lots of you have been indulging in a little project bag. And the good thing about them is they come in a range of sizes. And also they come in a kind of anti-twee palette, if you will. There's loads of really kind of twee, kitschy, you know, cartoony, crafty, crafty, bright, Project bags around, and you can get them from a variety of outlets, but if you like slightly more understated or slightly more monochromatic in your project bag tastes, then there isn't that much around unless you like neon sheep and Gemma's kind of filling a gap there with some beautiful monochromatic and um sort of understated palette prints. That have been made into project bags. So I would recommend you go over there and check her out. That is the little grey girl. So on to the main section. Last week we were talking about mohair. And I was trying to convince you. That mohair isn't the nasty, scratchy, horrible stuff. That it used to be. And maybe you ought to give mohair a try. We talked about some of the characteristics of mohair, what properties it has, and what properties it therefore brings to knitting socks and knitting garments. Now, it wouldn't be the podcast if I wasn't about to enable you to some fantastic new yarns. And I am, in a moment. But first of all, I would like to tell you that next, i won't say next week the week after next we'll be having a special guest in who is alice from whistlebear yarns whistlebear yarns will be mentioned shortly and they are a company from northumberland in the uk who have alpaca not alpaca angora getting all confused there angora Um, Goats and Wensleydale sheep on their farm and they spin and dye their own yarn. So she's fairly expert in the mohair department, if you will. And she's very kindly offered to come on and answer your questions about knitting with mohair. Now, a couple of you have already sent them in. Thank you very much for that. I'm certainly going to ask her to answer those questions for you. But if anyone else has any questions about Moha that they haven't sent in yet, please do send them in to shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. You can tweet them to me, you can send them to me on Ravelry, or you can comment on the show notes for this episode or in the group show notes for this episode the group thread on Ravelry for this episode. And um, I will ask Alice to give her the not give you the knowledge basically on all things Moha. So, I guess we better start talking about the yarns. Now, I knew there were a few indie dyed yarns available, or hand-dyed yarns available, and as you guys know, I do love a hand-dyed yarn. I'm very fond of hand-dyed yarns because they're almost a work of art before you've started knitting them yourself. They've been specially designed and hand-dyed before you even get to them. That's why I like them so much. It's not just to be snobby. Because they're expensive they are expensive but the amount of work that goes into them before you've even started really interests me so i wanted to find a few hand dyed yarns for you and also a few commercial yarns and i also thought it was worth looking for some fuzzy mohair and some not so fuzzy mohair because mohair does come in a variety of guises and most people think of brushed mohair or quite fuzzy mohair when you mention the word mohair or some of you may again a few years ago i remember hoxton handmade knitting a jumper from rowan kid silk haze and i remember martine from iMake knitting a jumper from kid silk haze as well and they were the most epic jumpers ever because if you've knitted with kid silk haze before and you've got it wrong and we all get things wrong from time to time. Mohair in particular can be a bit of a bugger to rip back. Because the the fibres, if it's a fluffy one, tend to get stuck around each other. Now I'm told if that happens, one of the best slightly random knowledge ways... Don't know how the person found this out. Be interested to hear. One of the best ways to deal with that is to pop it in the freezer. And apparently if you pop it in the freezer it becomes less sticky and easier to unravel so there you go random fact of the day so i've gone through i've picked a variety of different weights a variety of different spins and a variety of different blends and producers to give you a few ideas of who you might like to try if you want to try mohair yarn because not everyone knits socks not everyone knits sweaters not everyone knits shawls so it's good to get quite a broad base I think if you're gonna if you've got to enable you've got to do it properly let's be honest you've got to put your back into it if you will so I will start first up obviously is Whistlebear Yarns this is a company run by Alice and is based in Northumberland in the UK I will put full links to all of these producers in the show notes so you can go and check out their websites directly. So don't worry about writing it all down there has been at the moment three different weights of yarn it's called yeavering bell and it comes in a four ply a DK and a Aran weight at £14.50 per hundred grams obviously the yardage will vary according to the thickness of the yarn so make sure you have a good look at that and This is all hand-dyed on the farm. The Angora comes from their own goats and the Wenserdale comes from their own sheep which belong to her sons who were aged 11 and 13. Now, I got confused. I thought it was her brother's Wenserdale sheep but it's not. Her sons have some Wenserdale sheep and that is where the Wenserdale comes from. And all of the yarn is hand-dyed on the farm. So, it's a real family affair. You know, all of the stuff comes from right there on the farm. It's hand-dyed on the farm. Which I think is really nice. Good kind of provenance there for you. Good 100% British production. And um, if you want to try something like a mohair. I think it's quite nice to have it with another long staple fibre. You know just to give it that super silky sheen. Because Wednesday can be a little bit silk like in how it behaves when it's knitted up. So I've bought some of this before. I'm going to knit a lush out of it. Still sat in my yarn bowl over there looking at me. But I've I've put my money where my mouth is on this one, and Whistlebird have been at quite a lot of shows this year, so it's likely if you're in the UK that you will have seen them at the shows. And definitely, as I say, I've bought it, so I've I've committed already to these um to this brand, and I'm going to be knitting a cardigan out of it soon, hopefully. Uh, but certainly one to check out. Their uh, four ply DK and Aaron is a sixty percent mohair and a forty percent wensleydale. They have just, because we were having a conversation about this on Twitter uh, the other day and there's a lot of closet mohair fans. I'm loving it. Katja Frankel was well in there. Loving the mohair. Um, But yeah, they've just got an eighty twenty mohair and uh, Wednesdaydale spin. Which interesting. It's going to be really interesting. So yes, let's see what comes out of there their with the new spin but Alice will be coming on the show to answer questions and we will be interviewing her as well for a later episode of the podcast. Next up we go to South Africa for Adele's Mohair. Um, you can find all of their different yarns at Adele's Mohair and stocked in a variety of other places as well because Adele's is a um community cooperative that is distributed in the States and Under some, here it's half and half. Some of them are under B Suite, some of them under Adele's, and but it's distributed in the states under the brand B Suite, which a few different South African brands are. You've heard me mention before that Vinnie's colours are under B Suite in the states, and she's got a variety of different things. She's got the fuzzy mohair, and she's got the brushed mohair, she's got boucle mohair. And she's got something called the Magic Balls, which is mohair that's mixed with random other bits of scraps and colours and fibres. It's right crazy art yarn type yarn. So, a big variety there. It used to be stocked by Loop. When I looked, it's not stocked by Loop anymore. So, I'm not sure who your best stockist necessarily is in the UK um but i think in the uk if you're going to buy it definitely don't buy it from love knitting because it's way more expensive from them because they've imported it from the states under b suite so have a look around i would say or ask for it directly the uh, pound to the rand is very very favorable at the moment so you get a good deal from them and uh, i know that natural yarns.co.za uh, also stocks adele's as well as the other south african brands that i mentioned quite often on the podcast. So I would go along and check them out. If you're going to go a little bit kind of more upmarket and slightly trendy, Loop also stock Habby, silk mohair kusat yarn, which is a forty percent silk, sixty percent mohair. This is on the finer end of the scale, and it is quite fluffy, and it's fourteen grams slash one hundred and sixty-eight meters per ball, and that's nine pound twenty-five. so quite expensive. But apparently it only takes two balls to make a shawl. It'd be a small one. But yeah, I see where you're going with that. And it's all naturally dyed, so something a little bit different, high silk content there, and you know somewhere more approaching your kind of Debbie Bliss, Party Angel and your Rowan blends. Speaking of Rowan, there is Rowan Fine Art. This is a sock yarn, and it's spun more like a sock yarn. It feels a lot more like an ordinary sock yarn. It doesn't have the fuzz and the fluff that you would necessarily expect from a mohair content yarn. It is 100 grams at 1499, and that is for 400 meters. It is a 45 percent wool, 25 percent polymead, 20 percent mohair and 10 percent silk yarn. This is hand painted and it's done in a cooperative in South Africa, uh, somewhere close to Port Elizabeth on the kind of east coast of South Africa. As I say, it's absolutely nowhere near as fuzzy as a lot of mohair yarns or what you associate mohair yarns to feel like in the whole kind of kid silk hairs party angel type scheme of things, if you will. It's really nice, it's all hand painted, it provides opportunity for employment to lots of women in a very impoverished rural area in South Africa, and I do like to help women in impoverished rural areas in South Africa, so give it a shot. It's nice, I like, I really like it as a base, and I think it's nice. If you want to try moha and you don't want the fluff, it's a good option. Sticking with Rowan then, we've got Rowan Cocoon, which is a chunky weight yarn it's an 80% wool 20% mohair so less mohair in this one and 100 grams comes in at £8.49 for 115 meters it is roving spun so it's nice and kind of plump and I've never worked with it but I'm told it makes nice cabled and textured uh, objects when you're knitting with it and it will be super warm at that sort of fiber content So if you're looking for something a little bit chunkier, you'll get a hat out of that. 115 metres for £8.49. Probably worth a punt, to be honest. Give it a bit of a try and see what you think. Next up we've got Noro. Noro is not a word we say often on this podcast because Noro is not for me. Noro is like Marmite. For those of you that are not familiar with Noro, it's a brand, Japanese and it is the Marmite of Yarns. You either love Noro or you hate Noro and that is that Noro silk garden is a 45% silk 45% mohair 10% wool blend that is 50 grams on 100 meters to a ball and that's retailing at five ninety-nine per ball now with Noro you do get a lot of thick and thin texture as the spin goes on you do get crazy colors and crazy gradients as you get through the ball sometimes there's a complete color change cuz there's a join halfway through the ball which upsets a lot of people as you can imagine um, but it's one of those things where i would never pick it up and use it cuz i don't like it it's not even it bugs me that it's not even i know that's what bugs a lot of other people about noro but i see projects done in it that are really pretty and have really nice effects and the way the gradients are dyed on it is really lovely so I can appreciate it for its artistic value, but you will never see me knit with it because I don't like the feel of it in my hands, I don't like the way it looks on the ball, I don't like the thin and thick. But a lot of people do. A lot of people do like it and if you are a person that does like Noro and likes the, the way the colours are dyed and the way that the yarns are slightly slubby and thick and thin, then give Silk Garden a try if you want to have a go at some mohair. They do have other... um lines available that contain mohair but this is quite a high mohair content so I encourage giving that a bash then I started to look for some more small producers as you know I'm very keen on small producers farm producers I spent 28 pounds on the weekend at Inverness uh, textile fair and got myself 12 balls of yarn spun from a farm literally in the same postcode that I live absolutely loving it so I like to um, encourage people to try like the small little guys be it the hand dyed yarns or spun stuff This uh, next one is from new forest mohair and they produce fab- fiber and yarns in the new forest in the south of England They do a DK and a 4 ply weight in pure kid mohair 100% kid mohair uh, Which comes in at uh, 200 meters for the DK and 300 meters for the 4 ply per 100 grams It's slightly heavier um, sort of thicker spun I guess on the thicker end of four ply and they've got a lace weight and kid mohair blend which is 90% kid mohair and 10% English merino now you don't get many English merino around normally merino is imported from elsewhere so I can only assume they've got some kind of deal with a local farm or they have a few merino themselves and um, but certainly one to check out the the yarns come either undyed or already dyed for use a range of colourways for you to check out there. That is New Forest Mohair. The next interesting blend that I found was from Crookerbeck Farm and these guys I believe are in the Lake District. I didn't actually take a note at the time and I should have but I'm pretty sure it is the Lake District from memory but I am putting all the links in the show notes. And this company does a Herdwick and Mohair blend. So herdies are very kind of popular these days. They've been very made very popular by the Herdi brand I think and kind of brought to popular attention through that which is brilliant. I think it's a really clever way of getting people to think beyond the standard breeds that you expect to see and this farm has their own mohair um, angora goats and they have their own herdies, and they have had the yarn spun together. So 100 grams comes in at £12.50 and that is a 50% Herdwick and 50% Mohair blend. They also do a Swaledale and Mohair blend. Again, that's a £12.50 um, and it is a iron weight uh, yarn, as is the Herdwick, 50% Swaledale and 50% Mohair. So, so again, something quite different there. Something quite different and all from one farm. So if that's the kind of stuff you're into, there seems to be more and more of these producers around that you can go to to get your yarns. I'm, I've i been blown away by the number of small producers up here in Murray that are getting their own fleeces spun into yarn and you just don't know about them unless you stumble over them at a craft fair that is not on the internet. I would really love... I would really love if someone... Somebody who liked single breed yarns could just go and collect them all together for me, and I can find them in one place and buy them all from you. That would be a good idea um throw that one out there into the ether for anyone who's thinking of doing something like that um I think it'd be great. I think it would really work and um Swirledale and moho isn't something I've seen anywhere else, ever not even at blacker so I then went on to Twitter recommendations because uh, we were talking about all of this on Twitter and lots of people weighed in onto the conversation, which is brilliant. I absolutely love it when people get involved in the conversation and people share their opinions on different fibres and yarns and what they use them for. Um, that's one of the best things about Twitter, really, is that kind of collective knowledge that's bubbling there below the surface. So we had a recommendation for, oh, Was it probably Jane? Probably was... Uh, for Green Mountain Spinery, and I think Perplexed also recommended this. There were a couple of people who voted for this one. Green Mountain Spinery Meadow Sock Yarn. It's 365 metres for 100 grams, and it's a 50% tahi and a 50% fine kid mohair sock yarn. It is hand dyed and it's American. The breed of sheep is a cross between a rambouillet and <gasps> Colombian. Columbia Sheep, I think. And it's specific to an area of the Rockies, basically, in the States. And this is um, blended with some kid mohair from Texas. Yes, ma'am. $29.95 US dollars per skein. So that is about 20 quid uh, a skein. And But interesting, something different to try. Maybe if you're on your holidays in the States, that would be worth a bit of a punt. And obviously, if you're in the States, heartily recommended that you knit local. If you would like to try some stuff. Next up. I found. Uh, it it was. No it was Katya again. Katya Frankel found. Tripping over my words today. Uh, it's a yarn. It's at greatbritishyarns.co.uk. It's called Explorer. And this is a mohair tweed DK yarn. 30% wool. Uh, sorry. 70% wool. 30% mohair. I need another drink I think. And. This comes in at 101 yards per 100 metres for £5.25 So it's quite cost effective And it's this has got like a tweedy texture It's got some little tweedy neps in there as well So if you like that sort of tweedy neppy texture And I know quite a few people do um, This could be one worth trying out Because it's got some mohair in as well Double trouble And finally, blacker yarns are always going to be on the radar When it comes to different blends. They are fans of using mohair and if you listen to a couple of episodes again you'll have heard the review of Blacker Cornish Tweed. Uh, Cornish Tweed. Cornish Tin. Honestly. Somebody changed my batteries. Uh, Cornish Tin has mohair in it along with the 10 other breeds uh, that they sourced locally to produce Cornish Tin. I think it's all sold out. It was a single spin, limited edition yarn and I think it is all gone now. But They do have some hebridean and mohair. That comes in a 4 ply and DK weight. At 540 a ball. It's 175 metres per 50 grams. So again a different blend of sheep with the mohair. Which I think is interesting. You don't seem to find that many merinos blended with mohair. It seems to be stuff that's got a kind of roughness. Not roughness but sturdiness. You know it's got some more kind of beefy properties to it that is being blended with the mohair which as you know given all those properties we discussed in the last episode it's going to make it super strong and durable so i have some jacob and mohair blend that i got from black yarns and i'm it's going to get into yet another lush cardigan and it's beautiful it's really shiny it's a worsted spun, and a lovely dark gray color And it knits beautifully. It's not available anymore. I don't think they're doing quite as many variety of breed and blend spins as maybe they used to. Well, I know they're not looking at the website. Um, But they do still have some mohair yarns available. And possibly if they're drawing back on a few of these other ones, they might be bringing some new ones out, I dare say. So worth keeping an eye out for anything from them. So I think that's possibly enough enabling for now. There are more blends available. There are more cost effective blends of mohair available. If you're willing to accept a bit of nylon or a bit of acrylic mixed in with it. I haven't included those generally in here because I don't think... That acrylic is the best accompaniment to mohair. I don't think it will encourage you to see the better side of mohair. And I think if it's going to be mixed with acrylic. It's going to be the cheaper mohair. It's going to be the fatter micron mohair. From the older animals. And it is probably going to be a little bit itchy. And it's not going to be as nice as the super fine. Or the fine kid mohair. That you're getting in a lot of these more upmarket, Better blends. So I've not put any of those in there. Because I don't want to lead you down a bad path i would rather you tried something cheaper and more cost effective like it's 5.25 more hair to eat and have one ball of it and try it and love it than get a jumper's worth of lime green mohair and acrylic and hate it and never touch it again so i've deliberately shied away from that but you can get blends from the likes of wendy king cole rico um What's the other one? Signate. A lot of them do a mohair blend, so you can go and find those. If, if budget really is the problem, a problem, then you can find them. But I would recommend me, maybe just save you money and go for one of the more affordable but 100% natural fibre blends would be my recommendation anyway. So that's my roundup of mohair yarns that are available on the market. If you have any mohair yarns that you really like, and would like to share with all of us please do let me know you can email at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com you can tweet me you can send me a message on ravery or facebook or however you like and i will put them all together into a little mohair resource for everyone if um if you would be happy with that i think that would be a great idea and everyone can have a little bit of a try at stuff don't forget if you have any questions about mohair send them in as well because alice from whistlebear yarns will be in Next week, she's are going to be in, in answering your questions, which will be going into the podcast the week after. Well, on that fuzzy fairy note, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show and maybe learnt a little bit more about mohair yarn and where you could potentially get your hands on some to have a go at it next week i will be popping back with some more fun for you and until then i hope you all have a great week happy crafting and i'll speak to you all again soon bye you've been listening to the shiny bees podcast a podcast for those who like their knitting comedy and yarn in equally large measures If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do so via the blog. Or I'm shinybees on Ravelry, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and Facebook. You can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com. Music for this episode is provided by A Music Alley and it is Adam and the Walter Boys and I Need a Drink. I Need a Drink